So uh, my name is Pete. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And I am in Pennsylvania. Um, my, I have been uh, abstinent and recovered since May 22nd of 2017. You know, I was thinking about that this morning and I was thinking to myself, you know, there hasn't been a, uh, you know, Monday doom and gloom, new diet, new approach to, you know, exercise, new, you know, new, new thing, new, 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 you know, new phenomena that was going to miraculously change my way of living, you know, being driven down into, uh, and being incomprehensibly demoralized since really the day that I, um, that I, uh, put down the food for the last time. And, and part for me, you know, part of putting down the food for the last time had to do with um, understanding what abstinence really is. And, you know, I've, uh, I, I darkened the doors like a lot of folks of Overeaters Anonymous through another 12 step recovery program and had been uh, sober in that other program for uh, 20 years when I, when I, when I, not the first time I came to OA, but when I, when I came back to OA after a very, very lengthy time around OA. And, you know, I, I, for some strange reason, when I first came to OA, I never really understood what abstinence meant. I thought abstinence was my meal plan. I thought abstinence was my diet, right? This was the diet that I was supposed to follow. You know, we don't eat flour and sugar as long as it's not in the fifth ingredient. And I'm not saying that to, you know, in a derogatory sense or, or anything like that, but I, I basically my approach to, you know, I, I, like they said, they told me I could define my own abstinence. And to me, I said, okay, great. That I, I, I'll, I'll, I will stay on this diet for six days. And then on the seventh day, I'll eat whatever I want in whatever quantity I want. And then I'll come back on Monday and I'll be, and I'll, and I'll say to myself, I'm making progress and I'll get welcomed back and then everything will be fine. And, you know, um, that works. That, that absolutely works. You know, if you're 30, you know, if you're, if you're, I don't care what age you are, you know, you go on a, you go on a strict diet, eating like a Viking and, you know, not eating, you know, bad food six days a week. And then you only eat one day a week. You can lose weight. I lost a ton of weight. Um, and I got super skinny and I got super, you know, in my mind recovered and thought to myself, this is, that's what this program must be all about, you know? And, um, what I didn't realize is that, you know, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And it'll let you think that for a time you have it under control, right? Unless I can get to the point where I've conceded to my innermost self that I have this condition and the delusion that I am like other people has been smashed, I could never get the program of recovery. I always thought, you know, if I sat in a meeting and I listened to you speak and you said you can eat this, well, I guess that meant I could eat that. Or if you said you can do this and that, that, so I guess that meant that I can do this, right? I locked into this idea that I must be like you people, right? Which, which, which means that I didn't get the first step. I never, I, I never, the delusion that I was like other people had never been smashed. You know, when I, when I, when I got here and I looked back at my experience, you know, when I was an alcohol, you know, it, when, you know, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I would never not drink for six days and then drink on the seventh day and think to myself, oh, I must be sober. You know, I'm selling, let me go pick up a coin, you know, for being sober. Never, ever happened, right? 
And I, so, so like, you know, I, I had to get out of my mind that this was a program that was like a diet or a way of life or a new, or, you know, some newfound program or newfound gurus that were going to set me straight. Um, now I did, you know, I did run into some people that set me straight and told me the, the truth about this condition. And they explained to me that in our book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which describes a 12-step recovery program, it reads that the only relief that we can expect to get is by being entirely abstinent. And then I had to realize, so it's entirely abstinent from what? What do I have to abstain from? And what I had to abstain from is that there, I had to come to the conclusion that there are certain ingredients, certain foods, and certain behaviors that I engage in that cause what the doctors, what Dr. Silkworth, Silkworth in the doctor's opinion calls the phenomena of craving. Meaning that when I ingest these substances or when I engage in these behaviors, a, a process happens inside of me that causes me to eat more of those substances. And, I, and, and, and if I wanted to get any kind of relief from this program, I had to be 100% free of those substances, 100% free of those substances. They couldn't be, couldn't contain, you know, if I have that condition, right, whether or not it's the first ingredient or the fifth ingredient, it's going to set in motion the phenomena of craving. And I, if I wanted relief, I had to be free of those. And that was a very, very difficult pill to swallow for me. I, I you know, I, I really didn't want to put down the substances. I didn't want to put down the behaviors, you know, the grazing, the standing in front of the refrigerator, stuffing my face with abstinent food, right? Like, you know, eating while I'm driving, you know, on the way home from the grocery store, but it's absent, but it doesn't have the ingredients in it, right? Like I didn't, I didn't want to do that, but I realized um, from my experience that if I didn't do that, I had no hope of being able to live the kind of life that I believe my God would have me want to live, right? Like, you know, I, I it, like I said, I was, I was sober and alcoholics anonymous for 20 years before I actually put down the food 100% entirely. I had formed a relationship with the God of my understanding and I felt like I was walking hand in hand with the God of my understanding. I knew that the, I, I knew that that life you know, was, was beyond my wildest dreams yet inside of me, I kept on feeling if I'm doing so good, why do I feel so bad? Why am I constantly incomprehensibly demoralized by food? You know, it's easy to blame the misery, the, the, um, the bedevilments, my inability to form a real connection with other people, my inability to be present with people, it's easy to blame that on a fifth of Southern comfort, right? It's easy to blame that on, you know, you know, uh, yeah, other drugs and other substances. It's easy to blame that, but to blame it on an ice cream sundae, right? To say that that comes from a donut. But what, what I, what I had to realize is that I'm not like those people who can sometimes use those substances. I will never, ever be able to use those substances. Fat or skinny, they still caused me to go through the guilt, the shame, the remorse, the fear, like just the, like I said, just the incomprehensibly, just being incomprehensibly demoralized because I would say to myself, man, I'm just going to have this one and for a couple of days, I might have the one. And then after that, you know, it's, it's two. 
right? And then, you know, three weeks later, before you know it, I'm, you know, I'm eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream out of the garbage. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm wondering myself, how did this happen? It was just a spoonful of ice cream. But because of the progressiveness, because of this phenomenon of craving, I just lived, you know, completely defeated. And, you know, I'm happy and proud to say that as a result of, of uh, one, right? Like, I, I appreciate that reading about abstinence being the most important uh, thing in my life. But I have to say that um, I just have to say that the relationship that I formed with the God of my understanding by working this program is by all means the most important the most important aspect of my life and the most important thing in my life. Now, now what I will say is that I can't have that relationship like I want to have it if I'm ingesting these substances that cause the phenomenon of craving. Like, I don't care, you know, I, what I know is this, is that the God of my understanding is all inclusive, never exclusive. Loves me unconditionally. Does not judge. Does not penalize me. There's no. There's no. Be, but, uh, loves me. Fat or skinny, right? With a mouthful of you know Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you know, or 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 broccoli. Loves me unconditionally, right? That God. That relationship is there. But and and that and that God. My God loves me. You know, just like a parent would love a child. You know, that just like no condemning. Just like you know, loves them unconditionally. But I can't feel that relationship if I'm, you know, crunching, you know, two pounds of roasted salted nuts, right? Or, or you know, a, a sleeve of rice cakes with butter, you know, because it, because it meets my, you know, meal plan. It's not, it's abstinent, right? Like if I can't, I can't feel that relationship and that relationship is what sustains me. That relationship is what, you know, is, is, is what keeps me alive, what keeps me prospering in all times, you know? And, and what I know is that by having, by establishing, and, and that relationship, like I said, existed when I was fat, you know, when I was, when I was eating, but I just couldn't feel the connection because I constantly went back to those substances that caused this phenomenon of craving. So now, you know, like what, I, what, what it was for me, like I came in here and like, you know, I had made a decision and my, I came in and I said, you know what? Nothing's more expensive. Nothing's more inconvenient than picking up these substances. I identified them and I made a decision that by grit, determination and toughness, I was not going to, I was not going to use those substances. And I did that under, and I did that because I was in so much pain, but you know what happens with pain? It has no memory. Right. And after seven, eight, 10 days of put with those substances down, I could start now. I could start like putting a finger between my belt and my and my skin. You know what I mean? I start thinking to myself, hey, maybe I was making too big a deal out of this, out of, out of that situation. And what am I, what, you know, what am I going to do? And what I had to do was I had to continue, I had to work the rest of these 12 step, these, these 12 steps in entire abstinence. Right. So I get the food down. I identified the substances. I looked at it. We talked. I talked at length with somebody who with who, in whom the problem had been solved. And they told me about this condition. And they told me and I explained it so I could then I could fully concede that I have this condition 
and the delusion that I'm like other people, right? No, I'm not a bozo on the bus. My, my, my requirements, my sensitivity to the foods and substances and behaviors is unique to me. I don't have to relate it to anybody else. I don't get extra credit from abstaining from something that causes the phenomena craving in you, right? I had to be, it had to be what it causes it in me. And I know what the disease is. The delusion has been smashed. And I realized that I can't solve my problem. I also realized that you can't solve my problem, right? Because you're human power. And what, the, what, what Dr. Silkworth says is that, that something more than human power is necessary. So I had to work these rest of these 12 steps to access that power. I believed, you know, I believed in God. I, I, and I believe that God could restore me to sanity with regard to those substances I'm putting in my body and the foods and the behaviors. And so then I simply was willing to, I, I just being myself willing to believe. And then I re, I re, I reestablished uh, the things that we read in the third step prayer, right? Most importantly is that, you know, turning my life and will over to care of God, meaning that no matter what happens, no matter what should ever occur, it's never going to be a, a, an event that is that that will justify putting those substances in my body. Right. I also I also started thinking about. So what am I doing? Like, what, what does that actually mean? Like, what, what? Like, why does why would I need to enlist the power of God to help me through these these subjects? And it says so that can be a demonstration of my God's will, my God's love and my God's way of life. And I look at that like that was the That is the, the key decision. The key decision for me that keeps me uh, engaged in the 12-step recovery program and all of the 12-step recovery programs that I participate in and keeps me engaged in the things that are going on, my, on in my life. Because what, like, I don't believe that, like I said, that God gave me the you know, grace, the unmerited gift of recovery and being recovered. Um, but he didn't do it so that I can you know, live this wonderful life that I live. He did it so that I could be an example of what doing that uh, would do for the people in my life that suffer from this condition, whether they know it or they don't, right? And it's not my job as a recovered individual to make sure that everybody understands what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. My job as a recovered individual is simply to be the best example of my God's love, my God's will, and my God's way of life that I could possibly be. And as a result of that, now I get to live this life that's absolutely beyond my wildest dreams. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I, I did this. I formally did the third step with my sponsor and my sponsor said to me something that changed my life and changed the course of how serious I would take this disease. She said, look, you know, I know you've been sober for 20 years and you've now been doing this for about 30 or 45 days. If you decide to go forward and take that third step prayer, you're going to have to merge your AA recovery with your OA recovery. And those two become one. And if I should choose to drink or eat after making that decision, then I will have exhausted and, 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 and will have real, essentially given up the sobriety that I so valued as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that was a heavy, heavy, heavy proposition. But I knew that if I would, if I continued to take this disease as the little sister of my more serious alcoholism disease, you know, that I'm so plagued with. And so if I continued it to treat it like it was some kind of second class citizen, that I would never, ever experience what I was hoping to experience, which is living in a recovered state. And I may. That's 15. You have five more if you'd like it, Pete. 
I'm going to take one more. I'm going to take one more minute just to uh, just to kind of uh, just to tie it off. I appreciate Sounds that. Good. Um, good. Maybe one or two, maybe five. I don't know. Um, but in any case, so I, 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 I made that agreement and I made that decision. And then I walked through the rest of the 12 step recovery program. I did it. I did a fourth step, a brand new one. Right. I didn't dust off the 400 other ones I've done in all the years that I was sober. I did a fourth step in a state of entire abstinence. And a fifth step, sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of people on that list because I was living in 10, 11, 12, I thought, but it was just eating. But in any case, I just want to get to the, the, uh, I just want to get up to where, where I got to um, and where I feel I am today in doing this 12 step work, right? Because this is a form of service and this is, this is 12 step work. And, and in the AA 12 and 12, in the 12th step, it says that when my turn comes to speak at a meeting, my job again is to carry the AA message of recovery. And what the message of recovery in AA or OA is, is that this disease is the worst disease on the face of this earth. It just takes and takes and takes and never, it just, it just robs me of all of the happiness, the peace of mind and serenity that I, that I am due as a human being. And there is no treatment for it. There's no, you know, it only gets worse, never better. And the only hope I have to get any kind of relief is to get abstinent and access a power that can solve my problem. And this 12-step recovery program, it provides us with a program. A, there are others out there, but it provides us with a process to connect with this power and allow us to live this life that's so wonderfully described in the promises and the results that we read in this program, right? So my job as a, as a recovered individual is to carry that message of recovery. And, you know, I hope that I, done, I, that I did an effective job in doing so. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.